Hey y'all, you're listening to Crying and Trying, the podcast, the comprehensive guide for cultivating emotional intelligence in a fucked up world. This podcast focuses on how oppressive systems and the human experience interact and impact our mental health. As a disclaimer, I am not a licensed mental health care professional or an expert. I am just one human who has lived through the mental health experience, sharing my story and giving my advice. Please, if you or someone you know needs help, seek it out immediately by a professional. I will have hotlines, warm lines, and other support resources available in the show notes. Hey friends, it's me, Lexi, and I just wanted to share some quick things before the episode starts. First, um, if you have enjoyed the show, I would really appreciate it if you left me a rating or a review. Um, The reviews where you actually write stuff out on Apple Podcasts are super, super helpful. If you do do this um, and send me a screenshot of it, I will send you some free podcast stickers. Um, So I would love if you could do that. Help me out. I also I am also in the process of um, organizing some panel episodes. So if you have a mental illness, a neurodivergence, a personality disorder, or something that you would like to be on a panel about, um, please feel free to send me a message. I'm going to be having surveys coming out um, over the next month or so to gather more information, but if you would be interested in in sitting on a panel uh, for the show, please either let me know via DM or email. Um, Yeah, all right, enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crying and Trying. I'm your host, Lexi. So I've been very overwhelmed and all over the place lately and I honestly thought that we were closer to April than we actually are so I thought that I was good to go with episodes um and you know I'm still not so (laughs) I was like you know I had a a mental health day yesterday like it was already my day off but I I took the day to really just kind of um chill relax do things that were um energizing to me so I did like a paint night date with my partner we um you know just did one at home in our living room I repotted a bunch of my plants and then I started organizing my documents for my taxes so that last one isn't fun but necessary um and so you know I really should have been (laughs) recording yesterday but I forgot um so I wanted to talk about um and it's interesting that the so I long story short you know I spent yesterday doing things that were relaxing and rejuvenating um and not as much like productive stuff for like getting things done um so now I'm just kind of like oh shit my episode needs to be out tomorrow what am I going to do it on Um, and, you know, I have a lot of stuff that I've been thinking about and I've been mulling over, but nothing was really sticking out as like, you know, yes, this is what I want to do an episode on. So, um, I 
very much thrive with routines and I always have. And I think that that is a big, big part of why um, things became difficult for me after I finished school. And I think that a lot of people who are also neurodivergent experience um, something similar. It's still coming, the episode on um, why I think I'm autistic. I'm going to be doing that in April for, for Autism Acceptance Month. But people who are neurodivergent in some way, um, especially autistic people, really thrive um, with routines. And um, straying from that routine can be very anxiety-inducing. It can be really terrifying. Um and debilitating honestly and so the reason that I want to talk about routines today is um you know I recently have gotten my morning routine like well not down a hundred percent like there is still so you know I have been really trying to perfect my routines since I started going to partial um so the over the past few years or so And it's hard because every time a life circumstance changes, you know, I have a new job, which means I have a new schedule or like a new commute time or, you know, I have new responsibilities or something comes up that, you know, makes it so that the routine has to change. And then it takes me a while to get used to that and to feel successful in it. And then, you know it ends up changing again. And so I've I've been learning over the past few years what works for me and what doesn't. And um, for a long time, I would sleep until the very last second because I didn't sleep well and I was up all night. And, um, you know, that causes me to be extremely dysregulated if I haven't had a good night's sleep. Um, And so then I would sleep to the very last second and be running around um, like a maniac literally like very manic and you know rushing to get things done and super stressed out and like if anyone is in the house so like Alex has been around and I will start like screaming because I'm just so stressed and I can't think straight and it's not um I don't like that version of myself I don't like when I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off I don't like when um I'm not being kind because I'm so stressed and overwhelmed um and so you know, I've talked about that a lot in therapy and I talked about it a lot in my groups. And so what I have tried to do is to start perfecting my morning and my nighttime routines. I've realized that, you know, I'm not preparing enough to go to sleep and to to have a, a good sleep, um, which is making me sleep in, snooze my alarm, which is then in turn making me rush and then in turn makes my day really stressful And it just sets me off on a bad foot. So, you know, it starts with the evening routine as well. Um, That's what I started with, was trying to get a routine that made me feel like I could sleep through the night and have a good night's sleep. I, You know, I got a Fitbit so that I could track my sleep hygiene um, because I really liked the the stuff in the premium membership. It was like, you know, it tracks skin temperature and snoring and all this other stuff to kind of give you a picture of how well you slept. And so, um, 
you know, I started there. I started trying to improve my sleep habits so that I wasn't snoozing my alarm in the morning. Um, so, and like, this has taken me years and I'm still working on it. So, okay. The reason that I wanted to talk about this. So, you know, I, my schedule is different today than it normally is, which is stressful for me. And so I'm not following my same routine. I'm going into work between 11 and 12 instead of at nine. Um, and I'm used to having, like, if I go into work at nine, I wake up at 5.45, 5.30. So I have almost, oh, like, over three hours to get ready. And so today, I was like, I woke up and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh my God, I only have two and a half hours to get ready. That's not nearly enough time. And like, I just had to laugh at myself because for any other person, like two and a half hours to get ready is more than enough time, especially when you consider I don't do my hair, I don't do my makeup. Um, but because I rely so much on routines and I'm used to having three hours, um, two and a half just doesn't feel like enough. And I just thought it was funny because like, you know, it's not enough for my full normal routine, perhaps, but like it is enough for me to get a lot of stuff done. And so like, I still will be doing my normal routine, but I had this like moment of panic. And I just like really appreciate that I'm able to recognize those moments now and be like, oh, wait, hey, <laughs> this is kind of silly that we're worried about this. Because two and a half hours is more than enough time. Like, yes, I'm not going to get everything I wanted done. Um, but that's okay. So, so, um, you know, I started with trying to nail down my nighttime routine. And so, you know, I did a lot of experiments. I have this app that I, I track things as well. Um, it's called bearable. And I think I've shared this before on the show, but I'll share it again because it is a really useful app. It is one that I do pay premium for. Um, again, that's because I like all of the premium features that it like shows me. I get, gives me a lot of data to work with. So like you can track everything from food to bowel movements to caffeine intake to mood to like what you're doing to self-care. Um, and so that's what I started doing. You know, I would track what I was doing right before bed. Was I watching TV? Was I on my phone? Did I smoke weed right before I laid down? Did I take any sort of sleep supplements? Did I do nose screens? Did I have a cup of tea? Um, so, you know, I was doing a lot of research and just experimenting with what I do right before bed and what helps me to sleep best. And so, you know, I, I did end up finding a routine that works. I don't always stick to it and that's okay. It's hard to do that. But I do know that like when I start to feel really exhausted and like I haven't been sleeping well. I know what I can do to kind of fix that. Um, so my nighttime routine has really come down to making sure that I um, try not to eat right before bed. And that's not because of like, you know, it's going to make me gain weight, but it's, it's because of the energy, because, you know, if I'm eating, my body needs to use a bunch of energy to, to digest. And so like, 
my body isn't able to go to sleep and relax as well. So I try to limit my snacking as much as possible. I also don't have caffeine past like noon. I also have very minimal caffeine intake. Um, but like, you know, caffeine affects you for like 10 hours after you consume it. Um, so that is something to be cognizant of. So you want to stop drinking caffeine uh, like eight to 10 hours before it's time to go to bed so that it's out of your system. So, you know, I think about that. I also um, try to reduce my screen time towards the end of the night. So I always try to go to cross-stitching or um, knitting or I have like coloring books and color by number things. And again, you know, this part hasn't been I perfect, but I'm not striving for, for, for perfection. I'm striving for progress. Um, so, you know, sometimes I'll turn the TV off or I'll put my phone down and, you know, I really, really try to do this is to not be on my phone right before I go to bed. Um, especially, or if I am on my phone, I'm playing like a game instead of on social media. Um, like one of my, you know, idle games that like you just have some really, um, mundane tasks to complete. Um, kind of like a little relaxing thing. Um, I also will, I ended up switching up my medication routine. And this is something that I, I talked about my psychiatrist, I talked about with my psychiatrist. It wasn't like, I just chose to do this out of nowhere. We, um, had me start taking my anxiety medication more frequently, once in the morning and once at night instead of as needed. Um, and that was because I was waking up in the middle of the night with a anxiety. So I didn't have enough of this medication in my system to help relax my nervous system. And it was waking me up in the middle of the night and then I wasn't able to fall back asleep. So I started taking my propanolol at night um, like right before I went to bed and I would also take Benadryl. Um, and so I take one to two, depending on what time I end up taking it Two ideally helps me like sleep really well through the night, but it also gives me a hard time waking up in the morning. So like if I forget to take it or I take it a little later, like I only take one or one and a half, but Benadryl and anxiety meds at night, trying to reduce screen time. I have a lot of incense. We have a uh, Palo Santo wood that that is very calming to me. We also just got smart lights, which I am a huge, huge fan of. So like reducing the brightness on the lights as well has been helping. Um, so we like changed the light setting so that cause like I need bright lights when I'm working with my crafting. Um, so, you know, we turn the lights down a little bit. We like decrease volume on things if we're still listening or watching something. So we dim the lights we have some nice calming smells and then we um you know I'll make a cup of tea I've noticed a huge huge difference on the nights that I don't have a cup of tea before bed that I don't sleep as well um and I'm sure that there is research about this somewhere I haven't done the research on it but I I'm one of the health apps that I have um, has mentioned, you know, having a cup of like herbal tea before bed helps to improve your quality of sleep. And it's like the something about the warm beverage, um, you know, calms your nervous system down and just helps to, to relax you. And I also have tea blends that have herbs in them that are very calming, you know, like lavender and like ginger is a really calming thing for me personally. 
Um, so, you know, I've kind of perfected this little routine. Then once I go into the bedroom, you know, like I'm trying to either do something calm in bed or go right to bed. I used to watch TV all night. Um, or, and I still do put the TV on because it's comforting to me to have the noise, but I'm not really watching it as much. It's more just like I put it on, roll over and go right to bed. Um, I also have a Himalayan salt lamp that I'll turn on and like have that on in my room as like a little, um, nightlight. And also, you know, it helps with, uh, all of that energy stuff, like the spirituality that I'm trying to get into and crystals and, and sage and the Palo Santo, you know, like setting my room up for a space with intention to sleep well. And so, you know, having the the salt lamp and it's ionizing some of the moisture in the air. Um, don't know if it works, but it's part of the routine and it helps me feel good. So then that's my nighttime routine. Now we switch to the morning. And so it's like, um, in the morning I have, and I haven't gotten it quite right. I'm not as, oh, that's the other thing. I do try to go to bed at the same time every night unless I am like going out or something, but I don't stay up really late on the weekends and sleep in. Like I do try to keep the sleep schedule as consistent as possible, which is not fun, but I need to do it for my stupid mental health. And that's something that I've, you know, had to accept is like, you know, there's certain things that, you know, this is a part of my self-care routine and it's not fun and I don't enjoy doing it all the time, but it is, very necessary you know like it I need to do that in order to feel successful and to start my day off on the right foot um self-care isn't always fun self-care sucks sometimes um so you know in the morning we have these smart lights so I try to have it so that it turns on to wake me up um so I have it set so that it is uh set to wake me up so the lights come on with like a sunrise setting when it's time for me to wake up and I do try to get myself out of bed as soon as I can again this is something that I've noticed over time is that I tend to um stay in bed and then it ends up depressing my mood so I'll get, stay in bed, I'll be on my phone, I'll start doing that, and then it's like, oh, well, now I don't want to get up. I've been sitting here forever. It's warm, it's comfy, and it's extra hard during the winter, you know, when it's cold in the house and my bed is warm, I don't want to get up, I really don't want to get up. So I've been trying to have that light go off. Um, I also have been, um, I have my smartwatch, my Fitbit, that will the wake up setting, it like tries to smart wake you. So there's a smart wake up setting on my Fitbit that, um, you know, you give it a wake up time and 30 minutes before that, it keeps uh, track of your heart rate and your breathing rate and all these other, you know, metrics that it's tracking to try and wake you up at the best time in your sleep cycle to reduce grogginess. Um, so with that, and the overhead lighting that has helped significantly um, with just like the routine of helping me to wake up at a time that is good for my body and like in a way that 
helps physiologically. So like the sunrise setting, like we have blackout curtains in our room. Um, but this helps to like trick my body into thinking, you know, oh, hey, like it's time to wake up. It's sunlight. It's daylight. Like it's sunrise. Let's go. Um, so, you know, then I also have my bathrobe right next to my bed. I get up. Um, shout out to Alex's dad. I have never had a bathrobe and it is a game fucking changer. Like just being able to have like a portable blanket with me as I'm getting up to go do things helps immensely. Um, so, you know, I then get up and I go and immediately start making my beverage for the morning. So I can't have a ton of caffeine because it mimics the cycle of anxiety in my, um, in my body. And that is really hard for me to deal with. So I drink mud water, which is a coffee alternative, has about one seventh the caffeine of coffee. Um, and I have my like recipe as I do a scoop of the mud water and a scoop of my like chocolate protein powder. So it just tastes like a hot chocolate that I'm having. So I, I get my kettle ready. I have like a hot chocolate mixer thing with a, a mixer in it. And I have that um, going. So, you know, while that's running, I usually try. So I have three hours in the morning to get ready. So like I don't have a set routine because I have found that what happens is if I don't stick to that routine, then it upsets me. And I feel like a failure and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing it right because I didn't do my routine correctly. So I give myself a lot of time so that I can get a variety of things done. This gives me time to, you know, wake up slowly and and get ready for the day without having to rush. So, you know, while my kettle is boiling, I'll fill up my water bottles for the day. I'll start making my smoothie um, and you know, I'll also start doing some chores. So usually it's dishes or it's um, something like just like picking up or working on my plants. That's a chore that I save for the morning a lot. I have a bunch of propagation stations all over the house and the water needs to be changed, you know, once every few weeks or so. So, you know, some mornings I'll spend most of my morning working on my plants. Some mornings I'll spend most of my morning doing podcast stuff like I am today. Um, I use my mornings a lot of the time to do podcast things. Um, that's, I feel like I am most productive in the morning. And this is something that I have had to learn about myself and realize over time. You know, I used to be the person that would go to the gym at 5 a.m. when it opened. Um, I am an early bird. I am not a night owl at all. Um, and so, you know, I get up at 545, even though I don't have to leave the house until 830, because I have energy and I have motivation to get things done in the morning. So I allow myself to do that. You know, if I have um, a recording I need to do or some editing I need to do, or if I want to work on my podcast or sorry, my Etsy page a little bit, like getting some stuff uploaded there, like that's also a possibility. Um, you know, other times I will do yoga in the morning. There's been a few mornings, um, like, and the reason I set this up this way, originally I wanted to be exercising every morning. Um, and that is what I used to do when I was a power lifter, I would just get up and I would exercise before work, but then I wasn't having time for any of the other things I did. I was stressing out about my podcast. I wasn't ever cleaning because I get home from work and I just 
turn into a blob. Like I had no energy left to do anything else. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work with my brain. I'm trying to work with my body. I'm trying to work with myself instead of fighting myself. And I found a lot of success in that. So while I do have these routines, they're not very rigid. There's a lot of flexibility in there. And I am trying to approach it with a mindset of, you know, I have these things that I have to get done this morning. And then these other things that, you know, would be nice if I could get to it. Um, I do end up still rushing because, you know, I let uh, time pass me by really like I get hyper focused on things. I'm not paying attention. Also, the MBTA is fucking terrible. And so like, you know, it'll say I have 15 minutes until my bus gets here. And then the next time I check, it says it's going to be here in two minutes. So then I thought I had a bunch of time and I don't and I have to rush. But, you know, I have my routine set up so that I can be productive and I can get stuff done in the morning. You know, some days I'm doing chores. Some days I'm relaxing. Some days I just take the morning to journal and do some yoga and do some bodyweight squats in the living room. Like I am still trying to figure out what works best for me. So now the next thing that I'm trying to fit into my routine is more consistent exercise. Um, and so like, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Like, and that, so what I am trying to do um, is to plan my weeks on Sunday. Actually, really on Saturday is when I should be starting it because my work week for work starts on Sunday. But like, you know, planning out my week, like these are the things I, I have to do this week. These are the days I would like to try and work out. These are the days I would like to try and do my plants. And it's a really rough outline. Like it's, and I don't have like a planner with dates in it. I have like a planner um, that is just like, you can write in your own dates and so because some weeks the planner isn't working for me and it's stressing me out and I feel like, well, if I write down everything I need to do, that's going to overwhelm me. Other weeks, I need that planner and it, I feel like I can't organize myself without it. Um, so I'm still trying to learn what works for me, but th I think the biggest thing is that I am giving myself a lot of grace here. You know, I am not trying to... Um, achieve perfection. I'm not trying to have my routine look the same every day. I'm not trying to have my routine, you know, stress me out and overfill it. Like I'm trying to be reasonable with it. I'm trying to be realistic. Here are things I would like to do. You know, I have a lot of time to do it. Things that I have to get done. You know, I have to feed all the animals. I have to get myself ready. I have to, um, you know, do a little bit of cleaning up around the house because I know I'm not going to have energy tonight. Um, but, you know, one thing that I do need is a big chunk of time. Waking up this morning and being like, oh, I only have two and a half hours. And, you know, in my head, I was like, well, I have to finish a commission that is due today. I also have to do some recording for my podcast. Ayo. Um, I also needed to get some planning done for my Etsy shop and I needed to do some chores and you know I have um I'm going away on Friday so I need to start gathering my things for that um so I didn't feel like I had enough time and I started to freak out but then I like took a step back and I was like hey 
we've set up the morning so that we can deal with things like this. We wake up a little late, no big, no big deal. I have plenty of time. So, you know, maybe I won't do all of my propagation station maintenance today. That's okay. The podcast is more important. That is something that is coming up and I need to have it like ready to go. My episode is due tomorrow. And while I don't have anybody that's holding me to that, I do like to have the consistency and I want to make sure that, um, you know, I am holding myself accountable. So this morning I had that conversation. I was like, okay, so I woke up a little late, you know, Alex's schedule got messed up this morning. So he's not going to be able to drive me to work, which changes how much time I have to get ready. So I did my beverage. I started, um, doing this recording, I still have plenty of time. I have almost two hours before I need to leave. So I will be able to, um, you know, finish putting the dishes away. I am going to be able to um, do some of my propagations. I'm going to be able to edit this episode a little bit. And I'll be able to hopefully have, um, you know, 15 minutes to get some yoga in. Knowing me, I will get distracted. And, and um, so t- this morning, I am giving myself permission that if I am overwhelmed by what I have on my list, that the yoga does not need to get done. You know, I can do some mindful breathing and uh, meditation on my bus ride in if I have to. Um, and so the yoga is not a must do this morning. Um, so yeah, this is, you know, how I utilize routines, um, to help me feel successful. Um, and it's still a work in progress. Like I am learning new things every day. I'm seeing, um, you know, I interact with a lot of neurodivergent folks on Twitter and I see a lot of threads that are talking about, you know, ADHD hacks and like neurodivergency hacks. And so I'm learning how a lot of other people do things as well. Um, and I am, trying to approach it with curiosity, you know, instead of judgment. Oh, the, I didn't get, I didn't do all the things I wanted to. I'm the worst, blah, blah, blah. No, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. I had a rough morning yesterday. I was a little stressed. I didn't get everything done. I wanted to. So what can I do today to help set me up for success, to help me be in a better headspace to start my day? Um, so I don't know what the moral of the story is for this episode, but you know, just if like, I don't know, I guess, cause it's, I'm still learning. It's been years that I've been trying to perfect this. And I feel like I'm constantly like, anytime I go to therapy or I'm in partial, I'm like, okay, so like routines, I want to talk about routines. I want to work on routines and you know, routines are a game changer. But if I rely too heavily on them, they end up hurting me more than they help me. So that is something that I've had to, you know, really acknowledge. Um, And that's where the curiosity piece comes into play. Instead of getting reactive and getting judgmental with myself, if something doesn't work, you know, I'm like, okay, so why didn't this work? What could I do differently next time? And this isn't always happening in the moment or right away. Sometimes it's reflection that happens a week later. You know, I'm journaling and I'm like, oh, shit. Um, 
I remember that I was really stressed about this last week. Like maybe let's think about what was going on. What can I change? What can I do differently? And like, you know, it doesn't all have to be in the moment. A lot of, a lot of my growth and, um, you know, work is done after the fact because it it's hard to be in the moment for a lot of things. You're processing so many thoughts and feelings and emotions. And um, so it's okay to like reflect on it later. Um, and, you know, I've had that. There's been mornings where like Alex is here and that throws my routine off even though he is here and he's like a helpful person, like he can, you know, fill up my water bottle for me or do something else for me. Like I'm so, like I have my routine set up the way I like it, that even though he's there and he can help, it stresses me out. I end up yelling at him. I'm like, you're in my way. You're doing something that like isn't helping me. And, you know, I end up having to apologize to him. I'm like, yo, I'm so sorry that was really rude of me but like you know we have really good communication where I I can acknowledge that I fucked up and that I I didn't handle it as well as I could have and he also you know we've had these conversations he knows that when I get overwhelmed and stressed that my go-to I kind of freak out and I I am not super nice but he knows that it's he knows that it's not a personal thing like not to take it personally that it is a me thing and I am working on it. But the important thing is I don't just be an asshole and let it go. I, you know, if I'm an asshole, I talk to him about it. I apologize. I reflect, like we work through it. So changes to the routine are hard, but you know, we learn to, we learn to roll with it. Um, so yeah, how do you guys feel about routines? Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? Did any of the stuff that I talked about today give you something new to maybe try? Um, maybe play around with, maybe you're not a night owl. Maybe you are a night owl. Maybe you need to try and uh, go to bed a little bit later so that you can get more stuff done at night because you're more productive at night. Maybe you need to go to bed a little bit earlier so you can wake up earlier in the morning. Um, there's a lot of little things that you can change here and there. And that's the other thing too. If you try to change too many things at once, it's not going to work. You have to be patient and you got to try things. Um, and that's also the scientist in me. Like if you change too many variables at once, you don't really know what is causing any changes. Um, so you got to do one or two things at a time. And um, that's what makes it frustrating. You're not going to get results immediately. It's going to take a while, but you'll find what works for you. Um, and that's ultimately what's most important. Like you don't need to, to do what everyone else is doing and, you know, like be super productive after work because all your friends do, you don't need to go home and cook dinner and, and clean your whole house and, and go to the gym after work. If that's hard for you to do, do what works for you. And that's what, you know, I've really loved that I've learned to accept is that like, you know, I need to, I need to do what's best for me. And it may be different than what's best for other people. And that's okay. Alrighty. So with that, keep trying to get through the menti bees and crying in those shubbies. And I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks 
Thanks for joining for another episode. You can find the show on social media on Instagram and Twitter at crying underscore trying underscore pod and on Facebook at crying and trying pod. You can also find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at L E X G O N G I V I T 2 Y A underscore. If you'd like to email the show, feel free to send us questions, comments, episode suggestions, and any other feedback you want us to see to cryingandtryingpod at gmail.com. The best way for a small independent podcast like us to grow is for our listeners like you to share your favorite episodes with your friends. You can also rate, leave a review, and follow the show on your preferred streaming platform. And engaging in any of our social media posts will always help us be more visible. If you would like to support the show with a small one-time or monthly donation, you can do so through our podcast page on Anchor or through the Buy Me a Coffee page where blog posts related to the show are posted. All donations, no matter how small, go right back into the show so I can continue bringing you high-quality episodes. I am a proud member of the PodPros community and utilize PodMatch to connect with many amazing guests. This podcast is researched, recorded, produced, and edited by me, Lexi Hamsmith, using Anchor by Spotify. Thanks for listening.